Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hey. Tuesday, February the 7th. It's Taco Tuesday. Oh, man. Eric is. is wearing his taco hat, and he's going to have tacos all day today. Wow. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Taco breakfast, taco pancakes, taco salad, taco, taco pizza. Could there be something more American than like a breakfast taco made on a pancake? No. You know, like it's, it's just full of it. sausage and what else would you put bacon. in? Bacon. Syrup, obviously. Bacon's in there. Yeah. I wouldn't put eggs, but some people would. Probably some people. Ew. I, eggs. Eggs are great. It's, I know you hate eggs. They're expensive. Not for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you raise your own yeah. chickens. Yeah. That is so, nice. Well, no, I don't raise my own chickens. Hannah raises my own chickens. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know how that works. Let's be clear. But, uh, yeah, eggs with syrup is no good. No bueno. So, mm. yeah. That's if that's the big takeaway from today's episode. Yeah. Like if My kid puts eggs. raw eggs in a smoothie. That's not a good idea. You need oh. to talk to him. I will. Yeah. Okay. That's goofy. That is goofy. But he does. Goofy. Just eat an egg. He just puts them in there. I mean, I get it. Like, lots of people do that, but they do it because it's quick. Oh, that's what he does it. He's quick. But, like, it's like boom. Just hard boil a dozen eggs at the beginning of the week. bananas, and raw egg. Well, you're going to get salmonella. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's crazy. Christina doesn't stop him? No. She knows. She should know. She's a food safety guru. Hey, we're Leviticus. Yeah, we are. And we're getting, we're getting to it here. As long as he's not eating the blood of animals. Yeah. He's fine. Right. Not, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Put we'll animal blood in your smoothie. Yeah. He tries everything. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to it, Eric. Yeah, man. I know. It's Taco Tuesday. Hey, we got a rapid fire. Like, compared to last year, like, we're about to do something, like, or compared to so far this year, we're yeah. going to be switching pretty quick here. Oh, we are. The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as official days for holy assembly. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It is the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. In addition to the Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the official days for holy assembly that are to be celebrated at their proper times each year. The Lord's Passover begins at sundown on the 14th day of the first month. On the next day, the 15th day of the month, you must begin celebrating the Festival of Unleavened Bread. This festival to the Lord continues for seven days, and during the to- that time, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, all the people must stop their ordinary work and observe an as- official day for holy assembly. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. On the seventh day, the people must again stop all their ordinary work to observe an an official day for holy assembly. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you enter the land I'm giving you in your harvest, its first crops, bring the priest a bundle of grain. Mm. Oh, he'll love that. From the first cutting of your grain harvest. On the day after Sabbath, the priest will lift up before the Lord so it may be accepted on your behalf. On the same day, you must sacrifice a one-year-old male lamb with no defects as a burnt offering to the Lord. With it, you must present a grain offering consisting of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil. It will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Do not eat any bread or roasted grain or fresh kernels on that day until you bring the offerings to your God. This is a permanent law for you. It must also be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. From the day after the Sabbath... The day you bring the bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering, count off seven full weeks. Keep counting 
until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later. Then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves of bread to be lifted up before the Lord as a special offering. Make these loaves from four quarts of choice flour and bake them with yeast. They will be an offering to the Lord from the first of your crops. Along with the bread, present seven one-year-old male lambs with no defects, one young bull, and two rams as burnt offerings to the Lord. These burnt offerings, together with the grain offerings and liquid offerings, will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Then you must offer one male goat as a sin offering and two one-year-old male lambs as a peace offering. The priest will lift up the two lambs as a special offering to the Lord. Together with the loaves representing the first of your crops, these offerings, which are holy to the Lord, belong to the priests. That same day will be proclaimed an official day for holy assembly, a day on which you do no ordinary work. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. When you harvest the crops of your land, do not harvest the grain along the edges of your fields, and do not pick up what the harvesters drop. Leave it for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. So literally lifting up two lambs? Must, I guess so. He must be jacked. That priest must be. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. On the first day of the appointed month, the early autumn, you are to observe a day of complete rest. Oh. It will be an official day for holy assembly, a day commemorated with loud blast of a trumpet. You must do no ordinary work on that day. Instead, you present special gifts to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the tenth day of the same month. Nine days after the Festival of Trumpets, you must observe it as an official day for a holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Do no work during that entire day because of its day of atonement when offerings of purification are made for you, making you right with the Lord, your God. All who do not deny themselves that day will be cut off from God's people, and I'll destroy anyone among you who does, who does any of the work on that day. You must not do any work at all. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation wherever you live. This will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and on the day you must deny yourselves. This day of rest will begin at sundown, and on the ninth day of the month, and extend until sundown on the tenth day. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Begin celebrating the festival of shelters on the fifteenth day of the appointed month, five days after the Day of Atonement. This festival to the Lord will last for seven days. On the first day of the festival, you must proclaim an official day for holy assembly when you do no ordinary work. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. The eighth day is another holy day on which you present your special gifts to the Lord. This will be a solemn occasion, and no ordinary work may be done on that day. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. Celebrate them each year as official days for holy assembly by presenting special gifts to the Lord. Burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, liquid offerings, each on its proper day. These festivals must be observed in addition to the Lord's regular Sabbath days, and the offerings are in addition to your personal gifts, the offerings you fulfill, you give to fulfill your vows, and the voluntary offerings you present to the Lord. Remember that this seven-day festival to the Lord, the Festival of Shelters, begins on the 15th day of the appointed month after you have harvested all the produce of the land. The first day and the eighth day of the festival will be days of complete rest. On the first day, gather branches from magnificent trees, palm fronds, brought from boughs from 
leafy trees and willows that grow by the streams. Then celebrate with joy before the Lord your God for seven days. You must observe this festival to the Lord for seven days every year. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed in the appointed month from generation to generation. For seven days you must live outside in little shelters. All native-born Israelites must live in shelters. This will remind each new generation of Israelites that I made their ancestors live in shelters when I rescued them from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses gave the Israelites these instructions regarding the annual festivals of the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of pressed olives for the, for the light to keep the lamps burning continually. This is the lampstand that stands in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant. Aaron must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence all night. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. Aaron and the priest must tend the lamps on the pure gold lampstand continually in the Lord's presence. You must bake 12 flat loaves of bread from choice flour using four quarts of flour for each loaf. Place the bread before the Lord on the pure gold table and arrange the loaves in two stacks with six loaves in each stack. Put some pure frankincense near each stack to serve as a representative offering, a special gift presented to the Lord. Every Sabbath day, this bread must be laid out before the Lord as a gift from the Israelites. It is an ongoing expression of the eternal covenant. The loaves of this bread will belong to Aaron and his descendants, who must eat them in a sacred place, for they are most holy. It is the permanent right of the priest to claim this portion of the special gifts presented to the Lord. One day, a man who has an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father came out of his tent, and he got into a fight with one of the Israelite men. During the fight, the son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name of the Lord with a curse. So the man was brought to Moses for judgment. His mother was Shilomith, the daughter of Dibri of the tribe of Dan. They kept the man in custody until the Lord's will in the matter should become clear to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the blasphemer outside the camp and tell all those who heard the curse to lay their hands on his head. Wow. And let the entire community stone him to death. Say to the people of Israel, those who curse their God will be punished for their sin. Anyone who blasphemes the name of the Lord must be stoned to death by the whole community of Israel. Any native-born Israelites or foreigners among you who blaspheme the name of the Lord must be put to death. Anyone who takes another person's life must be put to death. Anyone who kills another person's animal must pay for it in full, a live animal for an animal that was killed. Anyone who injures another person must be dealt with according to the injury inflicted. A fracture for a fracture, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Whatever anyone does to injure another person must be paid back in kind. Whoever kills an animal must pay for it in full, but whoever kills another person must be put to death. This same standard applies both to the native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. After Moses gave all these instructions to the Israelites, they took the blasphemer outside the camp and they stoned him to death. The Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. I'd be freaked out to put my hand on someone's head while they're being stoned to death. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of... Like, they're chucking a, rocks at you. a lot of people. Yeah, the whole community of Israel is throwing rocks at you, and you've got your... You know what I mean? I'm thinking they did that first, and they backed up. I'm hoping... Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll be stoning the people. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The guy's like, yeah, put your head on my head. It's like all the you worst, want. worst dodgeball ever. My head. Yeah, here, stand in a circle yeah. around me. The with more, your hand the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone on. heard me, right? You, you're a little overweight. Come on over here. Yeah, <laughs> all these oh, people. Hey, all right. Okay. What does this say about God? What does this say about us? And what do we do with it? I think this tells me, Eric, about God that He loves festivals. He loves festivals. He's a party God. 
Why is that? Why is that? Because it's a rem- it's a, a reminder to remember what he has done for them, and we need these festivals too. We have them, you know, the Lord the Lord's table and, and different uh, things that we do uh, attending church and. Uh, we celebrate th- certain things. It's a reminder to remember what he has done for us. And, and because when we celebrate those things, we celebrate him. Mm-hmm. We celebrate God. It's all about him. It's his story. And he's writing it. And he's done all these things for them. And, and they are to remember these things and celebrate these things because they're celebrating God. And so we need these things in our life, too. And the challenge today is is some of these things that were set up to celebrate God, they get secularized, and we got to fight for them and, and, and their, the true meaning of them and and really um, and make sure that we don't stray off course with that. And that's we try to do that here at the church, but we try to encourage all, all of you to do that as well. I'm going to give you another, uh, what this tells us about us, that I've, I've said it before, but I think that it's just so perfect for this text. Yeah, okay. Uh, we need the reminders. Yeah, yeah. You know, we need the reminders that God is God. We do. Um, uh, interesting thing about the festivals, yes, when they, when the ancient Israelites, the audience of this text, the subject of this text, when they performed these festivals, when they went out and did these things, by the way, there's more than two of them. So if mm-hmm. you're content with Christmas and Easter, yeah. you're not even living up to the festival close. standard. But anyway, so... Um, when they were celebrating these, they were being reminded of the eternal covenant, right? That's what he says. This is a reminder of the eternal covenant. So that Mosaic covenant that we've read about. But also, all of these festivals, each one of them, in their own way, points forward to an aspect of the person and work of Jesus Christ. So very fascinating. That's part of the SDA homework this month. Also is trying to identify in what ways these festivals uh, kind of tie in with Jesus. Some of them, very obvious, right? Mm. Like the Passover. Passover. Uh, you know, that's a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. It, a keen reader of the um, book of Revelation will know what the Festival of Trumpets is all about, mm-hmm. right? So, we, you know, there's, there's some interesting things that happen here mm-hmm. in this passage. So, uh, you know, as much as it was them looking back, it was also God foreshadowing forward what mm. was going to happen with Jesus. So True. pretty neat. Uh, so what does this tell us about us? We need the reminders. Yeah. We need the reminders. We do. Absolutely. We do. So what do we do? What do we do with this? I think we can. So this was God organizing the calendar of Israel for the sake of reminding them yeah, that's right. that God is God. He's the Lord. And reminding them of what he's done. I think we can organize our calendars in such a way that we don't forget God is God. You know, that could be your daily calendar, carving out the time to do what you're doing right now, carving out some time for prayer, for personal worship, for building relationships in which you can disciple people and share the gospel, you know, uh, carving out time to serve, you know, attending I, church, attending, yeah, being group. a church. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that we can take from this that if we truly believe that God is God, mm-hmm. then we, our schedule will reflect that. Yeah. That's great. I love that takeaway. Our schedule should reflect that. Yeah. If your calendar is devoid of yeah. time for God, oh. but filled with other things, oh. then the Lord is not your God. Oh. Wow. Right? Yeah. Delete the bad, add the good. That's it. Interesting. Wow. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess we'll all figure it out. And what's crazy is like mm-hmm. my schedule on paper. Yeah. I go teach at a Christian school. I wake up in the morning, do okay. my quiet time. Good. Go teach at a Christian school. Okay. Come work at a church. Yep. Do self-care by going to the gym. Mm. Go spend time with my kids. Yep. Spend time with my wife. Okay. And go to bed. Oh. I could do all of those things yeah. and never include God in my mm. calendar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you totally can do things mm-hmm. without including God. Like yeah. my calendar on paper, yeah. it looks like I'm all about God. Yeah. But there are days I yeah. go the whole day. Sure. And it feels like I didn't connect with God at all. Wow. Yeah. So. It's a good check. Be very careful. That's why he tells him to be super deliberate about each one of these details. Because mm-hmm. he's the Lord. He is. Okay. Wow. Good day. That's a, yeah. Good yeah. day. Very good day. I liked it. Well, if you're still you with it. us after day 35, we are proud of you. Yes. If you didn't abandon us. Right. After our laughing fit oh, at norms, man. we are super proud of you. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. A lot of people are listening. I don't have a whole lot of people to shout out today, I don't think. But you know what? I'm going to say happy birthday. We have about 100 people people listening per day, Mm -hmm. which means that there's always a chance it's someone's birthday. So if it's your birthday, pop on Facebook. Leave a little comment Mm -hmm. for Allison to highlight and uh, let us know it's your birthday. And tell us how old you are. And Allison might send you a gift card. Who knows? Yeah. She Allison could. did say that she was going to be oh. putting together a birthday party for one of our people. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. She's so good. She did. She she's said amazing. she's going to organize the whole thing, That's do all the decor. A, really? Uh, yeah. Catered dinner. Catered? what I heard. Oh. Yeah. Petting, petting zoo? Petting zoo. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said Godless Festivals. Talk about festivals. a party. He does. You said Godless Festivals, and she said something she about a Ferris it, wheel. She takes it literally. Yeah. That's she pretty really awesome. Does. That's good, Allison. Good Allison, job. we really appreciate you. That's good. Yeah, we'll yeah. be there. Chip and Eric will make an appearance. Oh, we'll definitely be there because it's at Disney World. Yeah. Is so, it? Yeah. Oh. She's flying everyone out who wants to go. Wow, I got a pack. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so if it's your birthday today, congratulations. You've won Allison's... Uh, Birthday lottery that she won. The The birthday lottery. Yeah, Yeah, the BL. Yeah. She's not going to talk to us ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we better go. Yeah, bye.